Hi there, Carling here. Whether this is your first episode of this podcast you're listening to, or you're working backwards from the more recent ones, these earliest episodes require a bit of patience, humor, and understanding. These episodes are a time machine back to when I had no idea what I was doing in editing, sound quality, or production. And there were two hosts. We were full of passion, laughter, and a whole lot of trial and error. But here's the thing. These episodes are the essence of my humble beginnings, and I'm hoping that's part of the charm. The raw authenticity that shaped the foundation of this podcast. Although this podcast has evolved and my interview skills and audio quality have vastly improved, the heart and soul of these episodes remain timeless. The stories I shared back then, they still hold significance and are worth hearing. These episodes make me appreciate how far I've come, so... Thank you in advance for your patience and enjoy. Hey there. Welcome to 7th Heaven, a lesbian recap. I'm Lindsay and I'm joined by my co-host and real life partner, Carling. We're diving into the 90s hit drama through today's lens. Get ready for our off-the-cuff commentary and peeling back the layers of the Camden family. We'll tackle everything from family rules, life lessons, and 90s fashion. Join us every week for a lighthearted queer perspective and a trip down memory lane. Whether you're a diehard fan or new to the show, this recap is for you. So find us anywhere you get your podcasts at 7th Heaven, a lesbian recap. We are kind of just like keeping on, keeping on, because like, what can we do, right? And... Your phone. <laughs> just like staring at it. I know. We're for just watching to... your phone. You have a Google. If okay, guys, listen. Michelle has a Google Pixel A. S no. S three A three A. I don't know, but it's just like rebooting. Yeah, it, like start it like shut down and then restarted, and now it's just like a white screen with a G. But it's got that little like trying. It's like that progress. Like it's trying bar. to do something. Oh, man. How are you going to TikTok? I don't know. I have to go get a new phone, like, now. Yeah. Yikes. Please hold. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm concerned that I will be deceased by the end of this intro. Wow. That's dramatic. What's happening? You gave me an expired allergy medicine. It's true. I did. I did. You know, oh, you know what? That would have been after. I was going to say, you and Jana went through all my medication and threw out the expired stuff, and you missed that one, so. Yeah. I didn't, but no, it was still. It, this allergy medicine good. expired in August. Yeah, and I moved so, in March, so you guys are good. <laughs> Apparently, I should have kept up on my own medication. <laughs> um, well, we'll see if it works. I need to go into work today, mm-hmm. and I have like I know that it's allergies, but I need to try and like cover up these symptoms. Oh my gosh, I think that's so funny. Like you're gonna be like walking in there and. Yeah. Like, afraid to sneeze or anything. Yeah. I know it's allergies because I touched a cat, touched my eye, and my eye is very red and my nose is running. <laughs> and the cat is very itchy now, yeah. too. Um, um, don't touch the cats. I know. I do, though. I do touch them. <laughs> I have five of them. <laughs> I have five of them. They need to be touched sometimes. I suppose. I suppose. Um, friend, how's your week? Oh, well, I got sent home from work yesterday because I couldn't stop crying. Oh, <laughs> so no. if that's any indication, 
I'm doing great. Say no more. <laughs> no, I've just had a, a sad week. Yeah, that happens. This, like delayed grief. Not delayed, just like. Yeah, just like it's almost like seasonal grief. <laughs> <laughs> Hol- it's holiday grief. Yeah, that's real. It's the holiday grief that comes up when, you know. Yeah. There's Christmas cheer all around you and you're just like. Yeah. F you Christmas cheer. And this will be the second Christmas since Anthony passed. Yes. So. Yeah. Yeah. I also kind of got really triggered by Taylor Swift the other day. Oh my God. You're upset. (laughs) Honestly, I was so (laughs) frustrated. And I mean, Taylor Swift's great. My girls love her. Yeah. But like the fact that everyone, like not everyone, but like. Taylor Swift fans yeah. are ma- basically making it like Taylor Swift has saved 2020 by her music. And I'm like, you're a rich white girl yeah, that doesn't have problems, but your music makes it seem, I don't know. It was yeah. just like, it's just like perspective, you know, and yeah. like probably crappy for me to think that way, but no, but it's like- just like you're staring out into a field with your French braid and your cardigan on <laughs> and we're all supposed <laughs> to be like, yes, Taylor. Yeah, she gets it. She She's really in the thick of it. Well, what did I say? We're all in the same storm, but we're not in the same boat. Yes. And like she's on a yacht. Yeah. And then we said that you were on the uh, board from the Titanic. Yeah. And I'm in the water. <laughs> God, he could have fit. He could have fit. He could have fit. Yeah, that, that, that was not cool. Anyway. anyway. Well, I'm sorry that you're having a bad week well you know what you made me feel better so well but then also potentially could have made you call 911 what well because I showed up at your house oh yeah <laughs> so you were having a bad morning you messaged me and like everything was going wrong and then you and then you fell I fell <laughs> and my first question was did you get it on camera I know and I was really sad that I didn't have a front door camera I'm getting you a front door camera for this exact like, it would have been so Kiss. No, like my garage door broke, so I had to park my car outside of my driveway. Um, so then when I was getting the kids into the car, my shoes were wet. Mm-hmm. I stepped up onto my running board because I have a Armada, Nissan Armada, so it's like a big vehicle. Uh, went to step up, slipped, but I had coffee in my hand, <laughs> so I fell out of my car into the snow, <laughs> spilled my coffee, my back hit like the the running board. Oh, God. It was a whole thing. But then did you swear? I didn't. Didn't you say, damn it? I said, damn it. Because your son, Jude... Well, damn is not a swear, really, technically. I mean, I guess it is, but... Well, he told on you. He told the daycare worker... That I said, damn it, yeah. Yeah. He said, "Uh, mommy, when she fell, she said, damn it. That's amazing. I was like, Jude, snitches get stitches, so... (laughs) It's like telling Lindy, and she was like, you have to go. Yeah. So I just, like, packed up my work computer, hit the road. Mm-hmm. You went to – oh, because you went to work. Filmed you the TikTok. Oh, I mean, <laughs> listen, it didn't happen if there's no video evidence. So I don't even know if you fell, to be honest. Mm. Just kidding. Um, but then I, like, creeped into your house because I knew you were napping because yeah. you got sent home for crying. I know. I got sent home, and I just, like, crawled into bed. and Yeah. But then I was like, okay, she'll probably sleep for like 45 minutes to an hour. And then, so I brought you coffee, 
I, I cleaned your kitchen. Mm-hmm. I was like being so quiet. But like your wall sh- is shared with the kitchen. So I assumed you would hear some noise. Yeah. So then I messaged you and I was like, I can't surprise her. She's going to call 911 <laughs> and be like, somebody's in my home. Send the police. Clearly, I don't care because I was so dead asleep that I was like, sounds like a robber's cleaning my kitchen. I'm just going to let that play out. <laughs> Yeah, and then like two hours later, your kids came home, and I was like, I'm hungry for lunch, and I brought you a coffee. I need you to wake up. I know, and so when you came in my room, I thought you had just gotten there, but you're like, no, no, I've been here for like hours. I'm like, what? (laughs) I mean, I half expected you to come in and like spoon me while I was sleeping. Oh my God, and then you could have woke. That happened to me once. (laughs) (laughs) All right, I'm going to need a little more No, it's a PG story. One time, I um, was kind of dating this girl who was my trainer but like kind of not whatever it was Wait just a, a thing are you gay <laughs> i mean <laughs> i thought i would take this opportunity to tell you whoa um and there was a house party that her and her roommate had and so i got drunk and stayed the night but i stayed upstairs in like a guest bedroom mm-hmm. and I woke up and somebody was spooning me. Oh my gosh. And I was like, who's this? Who this? Like, it wasn't like a sexual thing, but I was just like, who the hell's in this tiny little bed with me? And it was um, her roommate, like, because a bunch of people had fallen asleep in her bed. (laughs) And so I was like, who the hell is this? And it was her. Oh my gosh. That is so funny. Yeah. Not a great way to wake up. No. In a, yeah, like not in your own bed and spooning yeah. somebody you don't know. <laughs> not that I didn't know her, but like I didn't know who it was because well, I yeah. climbed into the bed solo. Yeah. Woke up non-solo. Yikes. How was your week besides having to take care of your pathetic friend? Oh, my God. Well, like there was a big um, government announcement on Tuesday and we're go- they're not calling it a lockdown. What are they but calling it? He's just calling, the premier is calling it more restrictive measures. Uh. But like essentially it's a lockdown. So we found out, so I work for a sports and rec center. And so we found out we're mandated closed as of tomorrow, which is Sunday. So we'll already be closed by the time you're listening to this. Um, and so it's kind of been a scramble. So we're closed at least for four weeks. Yeah. Um, and so... Because I'm in charge of all the like sports bookings and group bookings and community events. Um, literally, as I was watching the announcement, my work email was like, boop, 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 yeah. boop, with people mm-hmm. being like, hey, if you're closing Sunday, can I get some ice time between oh now and then? Gosh. Like, because we're renting the ice to individual households. Yeah. Um, so that, I mean, that's good, but it was really busy. No and kidding. then, um, those hockey parents are intense. They're intense. Basketball and hockey are two of the most intense, I'll call them enthusiastic, passionate <clears throat> individuals. Right. Um, but then, and then we're supposed to do this, um, it's called the Gift of Joy. And so it's a program that this community partner puts on where if you're, if you don't qualify for the adopt a family of a like thing where you like, if you're not poor enough for adopt a family, I don't know how to say it. If you're somewhere in between, but you, your family could still use some help over the holidays, yeah. 
um, these organizations come together and it's supposed to be an in-person event where you show up, um, you get to shop amongst all the donated items. So you would come in and shop for your kids and then your kids would get into a separate room and be able to shop for you. That's so cute. It's really <laughs> cute. Um, and then they also get like a take home basket with some grocery gift cards and oh, awesome. all this stuff. But it was supposed to happen on Sunday and were mandated closed Sunday and like coronavirus is taking over the like it we're, yeah. we're having such high numbers yeah so we're like shoot okay how do we do this so in this was on i guess on wednesday we decided to pivot it to pivot to a um like a catalog thing so people all the families are being sent like a digital catalog of all the items that were donated they get to pick their top however many choices uh-huh now, later today, Saturday, we're all, there's a group of us meeting at the building to put these packages together. Mm-hmm. And then tomorrow, because we can't really be in the facility, we're delivering the packages wow. to the families. That's amazing. Yeah, but it's wild. It's going to be like a crazy weekend. Yeah, no kidding. That reminds me that the last Christmas before Anthony passed, um, we went to a craft fair and <clears throat> the cheerleading team was doing that. Like they had a bunch oh. of gifts for kids to pick out for their parents. Yeah. And so my kids did that, and um, none of them p- bought a gift for me. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Which is fine. It was just funny. It's fine. But Kate picked out um, bath, like, like aroma bath salts for Anthony. Oh, my God. <laughs> Which was God. so cute. And then I think Julia picked out a Pyrex dish and gave it to my mom, and then Adrian picked out, like, a picture and gave it to my dad. And I'm like... <laughs> Are cool, you guys. kidding me? <laughs> what were these stupid cheerleaders not being like? Do you have a mother? Like, oh, it's just your dad and your grandparents? And you five children. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's just typical. Like, such a typical yeah. mom thing, right? Yeah. But last year they got you stuff. Yeah, that was cute. They and this year they this got year you stuff. If they were going to pivot. Yeah. Don't worry about it. You know what? Don't worry about it. Oh. But they asked you? Because I already talked to them. Oh, well, when? Listen, don't worry about it. (laughs) I will talk to your children after this. Oh, okay. In other news, I was supposed to take first aid. Mm -hmm. The instructor had an emergency and it was canceled. Yeah. I was surprised that it's still in person. Yeah, I know. Like, that seems like something that you could do virtually. What I'm thinking, what they're going to do if it's in person, they're just going to put you in, like, a field hospital. <laughs> and then that's going to be, like, your test. Just throw you right into the wolves, like. Maybe they'll be, like, keeping an eye on us and being like, wow, that one's really good at this one thing. Her first aid skills are. And then I'll just get whisked away. You'll get whisked away. Whisked. 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 Like a whisk? <laughs> What is it? Whisk? No, I think that's right. But the more I think about it, that's weird. You gotta whisk them. No, I don't. Yeah, that seems beating them. Whisk. Whisked away. Whisk away. <laughs> a whisk away. A whisk away. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I have to stop being like, I'm so excited for today's episode. You guys, it's my, it's our podcast. Obviously, I'm excited. Be realistic, Carling. We hate every episode, okay? <laughs> no. We interviewed Megan back in... Like, beginning of June. Yeah. And um, there was all these questions. So, she's a school teacher. Uh-huh. And so, we talked to her about her perspective with the 
um, like pandemic and what it's been like, like how it happened that she went from in-person to digital or like electronic learning. What am I saying? Distance Uh, learning. Distance learning, yeah. Emergency learning, I think they were calling it. Emergency learning. And we didn't know when we interviewed her what back to school was going to look like. Right. There was all these speculations, so we talked about that. And so we thought um, it would be really cool to revisit her six months later and see what it was like to go back to school and... Um, the changes that they've had to make and yeah. how the kids have adapted. Yeah. So give her a listen. Oh. Enjoy. Oh, is your phone still? Oh, I don't know. It's doing something weird now. Maybe by the end of the episode, we'll have an idea. We'll have an update. And if oh, not, I'll give you my uh, PayPal. <laughs> <laughs> you can donate for me to get a new We're starting phone. starting a GoFundMe and <laughs> get Michelle a new phone. My God, this seems like a very appropriate time to mention our Patreon. We have a Patreon. And what is a Patreon? So a Patreon is a platform where we put extra content, Mm -hmm. extra episodes, some videos. Yes. We may have sent some of our patrons a little little something something. Um, And it's a way to support us so we can continue to, I mean, be amazing and provide you with all of us. Yeah. Like, yeah, you, yeah, people, it's supporting us by sharing our stuff mm-hmm. and downloading our stuff, listening, and then it's like, it's like supporting 2.0 by joining Patreon. It's for, like a fan club. Ooh. <laughs> for $5 a month. Exactly. And we've got over 20 episodes on there now. Yeah. Um, so. And they're good. They are pretty good. They're good. Some of them are embarrassing, but they're mostly good. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, anyway, let's talk to Megan. Bye! Bye! Good morning, Megan. Hello, how are you, ladies? We're We're good, good. how are you? I'm good, yes, just relaxing on my cozy little Sunday here with my coffee and... Mm -hmm. That's so nice. We're recording separately. We almost always try to record together, but... Um, I had to get a COVID test because I have a cough. Um, and so yeah. we're recording separately because I'm isolating. Oh, dang. I but I got be- a negative result. So like, I'm oh, good. Yeah. But they said until your symptoms right. are cleared up. Um, yeah, you did, never know. Just be on did, the safe side. Sorry. No, go ahead. I was going to say, did we record separately the first time we interviewed Megan? I can't no, remember. Now. We rec- we recorded from your bed. Oh, yeah. I don't know why we were laying in your bed recording, but it had something to do with we thought if we were surrounded by more pillows and blankets. Yes. It would sound better. Yes. <laughs> I that, that tracks. Yeah, yeah. I had to I um had to look back. It was our 13th episode. So it was like, I think it was back. It was before the end of the school year. Yeah, I remember because I was like in the thick of like online teaching. Yes. yes. I just listened to uh, your episode this morning just to like refresh what we had talked about. And it was so wild to hear the three of us talking about things like we, <laughs> we just there were so many unknowns. And I mean, there are still so many unknowns, but the reality uh-huh. today and the reality back then was so different. I know. And it's so wild, like how much things have changed you know like we're now closer to next march than we are to last march and i just like yeah it seems like a thousand years ago like i just like the apps we were downloading to play games with our family online and 
everything like it, there was a sense of novelty to it and I yeah. it's so different now it's so wild like how I can't yeah I both like can and can't believe like just everything that we've gone through yeah so weird it's crazy yeah. and we were so excited to reach out to you to interview you again because um when we first interviewed you for anybody who hasn't listened to that episode you know we really wanted to gain the perspective of what it's been like sort of at the start of this pandemic as a teacher because schools had just closed and you guys were just navigating home or teaching remotely and there was a lot of talk in the news about would kids go back to school in September what would that look like um so we're excited to sort of talk to you now as we very quickly approach Christmas break um and find out what has your experience been like I know I can't believe like we're here I mean like I said it's been a while to I guess back then, like, you're just like, who knows what could happen next? And so there was no sort of like envisioning yeah, like what it could be. And then now here we are. And yeah, it's so weird. Yeah. <laughs> well, and it'll be interesting. So this episode will record or will air um, halfway through December, but like we're right now at the end of November and we just went into sort of um, not quite a lockdown, but there's hmm. been more restrictions put in place. So yeah, it'll just be really interesting. So, so just to recap, you teach grade three. Yeah. And you went back to teaching grade three in September? Yes. Yeah, my same. So what was that like, sort of end of August, when you when it was announced that schools were opening? Here were the measures. What was that process like for you? It was, so it had, okay. So always at the end of August, it's like this sort of very fast paced, like frenetic, excited, busy, nervous kind of thing. Um, anyways, like uh, when teachers go back, like we got so much to do and there's all like, oh, my classroom, get it ready and everything. So we had that normal stuff going on. And th- that's kind of been like, I mean, I'll probably, I'm sure we'll talk about it more later, but that's kind of been the whole thing the whole time. It's like, we've been doing all of our, whatever normally happens in life as a teacher plus more because of COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so there's just that, you know, but then there was like all the additional information about okay, here's how things are going to work. We had to figure out, we had to figure out so many logistical things. Um, So, and somehow we still managed to have, like, I thought the first three days back, like usually we have those three days to like meet, get our classroom ready, do whatever. And then the kids come like after the long weekend, but we had not too many meetings. Like it was okay. And then we still had time to like do our classrooms and get ourselves like personally organized. But it was just like, it's so hard to explain like if people aren't a teacher, but it was just down to like the taped arrows on the floor, how the kids are going to use the bathroom. Mm -hmm. We had to fully rejig, like how are they going to enter the school? How's the first day going to look? How are we going to get them to line up in order every time so that they distance? And how are we going to work like getting them to sanitize coming in so that they don't touch the door handle? Who's going to be in charge of that? We had like how are, they can't use the coat hooks because they can't stand beside each other in the hallway. We got rid of all the coat hook things in the hallway, except for like my class and my neighbor classroom because they're attached to the wall, but everybody else had cubbies that are now in storage and just wow. like every little thing, like where are their backpacks going to go? Oh, okay. On their chair. Well, what are they going to do with their book basket? Well, they can't get up to get their books. So you have to pick books for them. Like, it's just, I'm not going to like drill wow. the thing, but just, every single aspect what had to be different you know yeah and were you guys as teachers consulted in that process or was it um Alberta Health Services really involved so Alberta Health Services wasn't really like involved with us it was more like with the school board and they would tell the school board 
here's the stuff that has to happen. And then the school board would tell us. Like, for example, um, and at the beginning, there was a little bit of back and forth about do the kids have to wear masks or no or yes or when or when not. But ultimately, yeah, like they let us know, like, okay, you have to have two meters between the kids. Um, They have to wear masks. They have to sanitize their hands, you know, like when they come in the school, when they leave the school. And then any transition, like when they walk to like using the gym or whatever like that. So we did get like direction from CBE that like was told to them from AHS. And even that was like a logistical nightmare. Like, okay, every time I go to phys ed, I, at the end of phys ed, the kids get a sanitizing wipe and we have to wipe down every ball and handle of a skipping rope. So you're like factoring that in. And then it's just so wild. Like the every little thing we have to do as far as like to exist at school in the context of COVID. Yeah. And were you nervous about kids having to wear masks? Yes, extremely. I was like, because I hadn't been seeing my close friends who had kids, um, you know, so I, I didn't know like how the kids were faring when they had to wear a mask, you know, out in public or whatever. And I was like, well, all day long, like, my God. But my students, every single one came with a mask. Like we have extra masks in case they like forget, of course, at the beginning, all Mm -hmm. my students came with a mask. My class is, I love my students so much. I have such a wonderful class. They are so cute and nice and really like conscientious. Like they're just like, Oh, this is, I guess I'll follow it because they're, (laughs) and that's all they know. Right. So the parents have been amazing. They send their kids with masks every day. And my students wear their masks like all day long. Wow. And so even at their desks, they have to keep them on? Mm -hmm. They ask for a mask break. And then I say, yeah, for sure. And they they know to like go to the sanitizer jug by the door, sanitize their hands, take their mask off, like, you know, hang out there for a minute, put it back on, sanitize again and go back to their desk. Oh, that's like 99% better than most of the adults I have seen. Adults? Oh, seriously. I have been saying this like to anybody who asked me, but I'm like, you know what? My eight, eight year olds, seven and eight year olds, actually at the start of the year, they wear their mask all day long with no complaint, with no mm-hmm. problem. So I just simply won't hear it from any adult. Like those clowns yeah. marching in the street, like Ugh. I just want to go to them and slap them in the face and be like, if my kids <laughs> could do this all day long, like you just shut up. Like I just, yeah. 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 I've got three kids in school and um, two of them have to wear masks all the time. The grade one doesn't because in the town that we are, it was only uh, grade four to grade 12. Right. But she does need to wear a mask on the bus um, when she goes to the bathroom, things like that. So, I mean, they are doing it every single day. Like you said, it's like, you know, there's no excuse to not do it. And I have to wear one at work. And we kind of talk about that, how people come in and complain that they have to wear it for like 30 seconds to five minutes, but we're wearing them for hours and hours. And I'm like, come on. like. (laughs) And I wear it. The thing too is like, when you go grocery shopping and you're completely silent, except for talking to the cashier or like saying, excuse me, or sorry, or whatever. Yeah. I wear it all day long in meetings, staff meetings, if we have to have them like socially distance or like usually our staff meetings are on zoom. So then it's fine. But yeah, I teach my students all day long. Like, do you know what it's like trying to get a class of like busy little people quiet and you're straining your voice anyway, at the best of times, yeah. the mask on like, and we just, we do it and that, because mm-hmm. that's the way it is. And so whatever, they literally yeah. go off to like eat their snack and that's it. Yeah. And so diligent like spraying and sanitizing their desk before lunch and like after a snack and 
it's just yeah and I'm very lucky like my class is little angels I love them so and Um, how has it been with things like snack time and meal time is it all just the kids have to stay at their desk yeah so I'm in like a I think I said this in the last time but I'm in like a like attached portable like it's or like an attachment to the school so me and the class beside me, we don't have sinks in our classroom. So I line all my kids up and they're always like on ordre, like in order. I'm like, yes. And they line up like one to 19. Um, and that's just to limit like who they're like near or whatever. Right. And then we go to the bathroom. They have to wash their hands. Um, I'm sure it's really annoying for my two colleagues because they, we all have to leave our doors open. And so my class knows to walk in like absolute silence. Cause I'm like, oh, trying to <laughs> and then they wash their hands, we come back, and then they eat at their desk, like over their lunch, any garbage, anything like it all just goes back in their lunch kit, which I'm sure is like terrible for their parents. (laughs) Food touching going in the garbage, because like the custodian empties it. It's like an obviously an open like big garbage can. So it's just like safer if anything they've like touched in their mouth goes back in there. Um, They have to like sanitize their hands after. If their desk is like dirty, I have like a cleaning solution that they use. And then I also have like a sanitizing solution that they use. So depending on like, you know, most of them just eat over their lunch kit and it's like nothing got contaminated, quote unquote. So yeah. if it does, they know to like get a paper towel and use the bottle and like sanitize their hands. And um, there's like a little dustpan if there's crumbs and they sanitize before and after they touch it. And oh. yeah. they're like, they just, the thing with kids is like there's always rules like at school there's a lot of like not like strict rules but like routine rules right and so this is just like another routine like it's not this big problem to them they're used to like this is how we do it this is how we do this you know you're a different teacher different set of routines for this is how we go to the bathroom this is how we whatever and so they just like don't care it's just like another one you know mm-hmm. yeah so how do you how do you uh feel like the morale is in the classroom um i know a lot of parents were concerned about that there wouldn't be as much fun or that they couldn't you know sit together while they eat lunch or there it's a lot more military do you find that at all with your classroom i think that the lunch as at least at my school, it's actually a lot better and less chaotic. So they used to go eat, right. like, on lunch tables, like in the gathering area, and the whole grade group would be together. So like all the grade three French classes would sit together and it'd be so loud and they like, yeah. it just would be crazy. Whereas now that they have to stay at their desk, I think it's like more boring in the sense of they're not seeing their like colleagues in the other classes. But they still totally, like, visit and have a great time. And when I come back, they're playing, like, Heads Up 7-Up or something. And uh-huh. never once complained and been like, I'm bored at lunch. Like, they chit-chat and whatever. And I think they have a fine time. Well, and they're probably actually eating their lunches now yeah, as opposed just, to before, right? Yeah, like, they, they sit there and eat. And they, they still get to chat and visit, which is the same as before. But, yeah, there's no sort of um, meeting mixing with the other classes. We're not allowed to do that for, like, phys ed or recess or anything. So that's kind right. of a bummer because they usually do and then as far as like the classroom stuff that was a huge concern I think for like my colleagues and I as well where we were like "Ugh, we can't do like it's going to be boring and so it's just going to be us standing there talking to them and stuff like we can't Mm -hmm. do small group work we can't do any kind of game we used to where they're touching objects that you know like would have had to be sanitized but I think we're finding a good middle ground like you know, now, like early on, Dr. Hensha said, like, they can work in small groups if they're wearing their masks and everything. So I have had my kids playing math games. And luckily, 
they each have a math box with their own like dice and little counters and etc and so when they play a game they just each use their own materials and then any other like shared thing I just we use it once and then it sits there for the the amount of days it's supposed to to let any germs die or we like wipe it down and I've still been doing a lot of games where it's just like me at the like a bingo you know or something where I'm Mm -hmm. in class doing whatever and they all have their own little thing so luckily we have enough like individual like little whiteboards and whatever that we can do stuff like that so I think it's going okay and I've started like letting them get their own books so we have a jug of sanitizer at the book carts and they just like sanitize their hands first you know look through anything they pick up don't want it they just put in the return basket and it stays there to sanitize for a few days until I put it back so there's a little like we've been slowly introducing more of those things I guess where it is like slightly how it used to be so Mm-hmm. they haven't complained but yeah that was definitely a concern for us teachers at the beginning we were just like oh no it's gonna be so dull and like old-fashioned like just sitting here yeah all day do you think um, that was your biggest concern going in or or what was your biggest concern starting the school year with all of these new changes and is it still valid today um my biggest concern was one the kids mental health like I was just thinking and we talked about this in the spring too like it is a kind of trauma just when like life is so weird and not that any of the kids would probably like identify it that way but I'm just worried about like long term how this like weirdness affects them I think my concern about that is a little less now because they are so because I've seen how resilient they are about all of it and they don't seem very tripped up about it yeah Mm -hmm. so I think for the most part um you know, and like, I'm just worried, you know, sometimes when I say like, put your mask on or like, no, you guys can't give each other a piggyback. That's too close. Like at recess or something, those little things I'm still worried about. Will that like mess them up later? Or like, will it make it weird? Yeah. Yeah. Developmental thing where they're like, I can't touch people or I don't know, but I, I don't think it's not, my concern isn't as big as it was for sure. Like, I think that they're taking it in stride and and I don't think it's going to have nearly as much of a negative impact that I was afraid it might and then my other concern is just like the teacher workload like it's yeah (laughs) that's still is it a a lot bigger now like yeah it is and yeah it's funny like you know and I will like frame this like for anybody listening who's not a teacher like you know when I say like oh teaching is a lot I in no way mean to diminish anybody's job like we all work hard and Uh everybody's job is hard and and no you know like you know I I'm not saying like I work more than you and it's not a winning it's not a pissing match like I'm not trying to win yeah what I'm saying is that when I say my job is a lot it's that yeah it's one of those jobs where yeah you're on your feet all day you're making split millisecond decisions constantly throughout the day with 19 20 30 35 little people um and every factor that that it comes with that person and then in in conjunction with what you're trying to teach and with all the other people and everything and then it's just a job that the mental and emotional toll I do think is higher than in some jobs and I'm I can just compare to the other jobs I've worked like I've worked retail fast food and then I've worked in like an office and yeah I was working all day and just because you have a job and it doesn't mean it's the same as every other job like I would never think my job is the same as like you know a politician or like a doctor it's it's there's different demands yeah and so it's just teaching is a job that you know and of course maybe like any job there's probably some teachers who phone it in I I don't 
mm-hmm. right, many at all. But if you care about what you're doing, the mental and emotional toll is very, very high. The strain is very high at best of times. And we have too much work to do in normal times, like coming from mm-hmm. above, coming from school board, you know, parents communicating with them. And then just our normal job of looking at the program of studies and trying to teach it to kids in a way that's interesting and engaging and, you know, evaluating and assessing their work in that way. Like that's just a mm-hmm. fraction of what I do. And so to add the stuff about COVID on top of it and the worries and concerns was our task has increased like monumentally. And, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. And like, we just feel overwhelmed. And I was saying to one of my colleagues the other day, we're just like, what is it with this year? Like, I was like, oh yeah, our teacher professional growth plan. Like usually we submit those to the principal and it was like mid-November. And I was like, I haven't thought about that yet. And she emailed us and she's like, at the end of the month, like, I know you guys will get it to me. And, you know, I was chatting with her and she's like, it's just like, I don't, I can't pinpoint one specific thing where I'm like, oh, it's this task that's making me feel overwhelmed. It's just somehow we're so behind on things. And it's just because the workload has increased like so much. Yeah. Are you finding that there's any sort of support um, when it comes to mental health? Um, I would, there hasn't been any extra support. There's been mm-hmm. reminders of the existing support. So we have this like mental health, not like program, but like, I forget what it's called, like something, something mental health. And like, you can access it anytime. And it's for employees, mm-hmm. families, dependents, like, and they're there and, and they've made lots of reminders to us that that exists like during this time of COVID, like to access that. I guess my, my like frustration would be like things that would really improve teachers' mental health would be things around our workload and the types of tasks mm-hmm. that we're asked to do. And if those were reduced or whatever, that's what would probably make the biggest impact. But like those, that's not happening, which like that's not a criticism that's just a fact yeah Um, and I don't know if that you know could happen I do know that like the CBE told our association the Alberta Teachers Association like in our um they have a monthly meeting and our representative in her notes it did say that like the CBE is reminding teachers to like cut yourself some slack in a sense like to be Mm -hmm. not putting as much pressure on yourself and everything but at the same time like I still have to have parent-teacher interviews so all of the assessment and understanding of my students still needs to happen to be able to do that and inform parents. And then I still have report cards. I still have my professional learning community meeting that I have to have with my two colleagues. I still have staff meetings. I still have like mm-hmm. my workload. Hasn't yeah. So it's like, I don't really know what slack I'd be cutting myself. <laughs> like, right. on it, right? yeah. like, I don't like where exactly am I supposed to cut corner? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I know it's like easier said than done. Like, can mm-hmm. you, can you give us some tangible things that we can actually, you know, right. maybe set aside for a little right. while so we can cut ourselves some Or slack. like, tell me that report cards are going to look different and I'm just going to have um, yeah. parent teacher interviews again or something where yeah, I have to yeah. give them some more specific details, but I don't have to write, you know, a, a number grade for 54 outcomes and plus comments for like all these subjects or something like, I don't know, like the school board also in a yeah. bind, right? Like we are still in school. Yeah. We've needed yeah. to like be at school, the minister of education or whatever, like they haven't said like, oh, things are going to look different. Recently, they did say, I guess, in those restrictions, they are making uh, provincial achievement tests, I think, like optional. So yeah, we got a notification at my kid's school that um they're not doing the provincials for grade right. six. 
probably for the other grades as well. Yeah. I'm curious when when it came to the beginning of the school year, they said that there was kind of a trying out period where parents could send their kids to school and then opt out and do at home learning. Did you have a lot of students um, doing that or did most of them stay in the classroom? I had one student on my class list or maybe two, because I think I started with like 21. So I think I had like one, I had one child who changed school districts. So he's not in CB anymore. And then I had one who did go online. Um, so we did have to like reconfigure our classes a little bit. I think in our grade, our three grade three French classes, we had like eight or nine kids who went who are not there. And so we adjusted a little bit. And then how it works with CBE is I think they have, they are able to come back in February. It remains to be seen like if they'll come back. But you're not responsible for their no. um, their learning. No. So they're assigned to like a, a hub teacher. So like we have two teachers in our school okay. who are teaching hub. So they have kids in their grade and language that are from like multiple schools. And I think they have like around okay. 30 or 35 kids. Um and then they're teaching because because they they don't have enough kids like say for like grade one French we don't have like a class worth of kids from our school who so she's teaching like the five kids from grade one French from our school plus from xyz other schools um right yeah and then they'll I guess parents will reevaluate in February or before February and make a decision but yeah did teachers get to choose if they wanted to teach online hub or in class or was it just that's your assignment. They did not get to choose. That was their assignment. Okay. So it depended on, uh, let me remember. So the principal was told by the, it was so complicated because of the reason I told you, like the kids are coming from multiple schools. Yeah. So all this logistical yeah. nightmare. So like the area directors, I think had to figure out like, okay, how many kids in like this area do we have for each grade and like French, English, whatever. And then they had to figure out which, schools had to have a a teacher teach online and so my principal was told like okay you need one grade one English and one grade one French so then she did tell us and she gave us the opportunity like if of course if somebody wanted to volunteer or for example like if they had like a health concern or anything like that and then CBE wide also they did tell us like if you have any concern like you could apply to be an online teacher so I think a lot of people like who had like, you know, were immunocompromised or had some other consideration that would make them like, you know, less, less feeling less able to teach in the classroom. They were able to like, apply mm-hmm. for those positions first. And then it like filtered down. It was like, okay, here's how many we still need. Um, please give, give us two from your school. And I believe in my school, the two teachers offer like not offered but like put their names forth something I was going to say um that sorry that just like touches on so if I have a student who's been required to like self-isolate for 10 or 14 days then I am obligated to provide them with like some learning stuff that um complements like the same topics that we're covering in class and we also have been advised to like keep our to document our what we're doing online every day So I've been, I'm on Google Classroom and I just every day, my kids write in a little journal anyway to like tell their parents what we're learning about. So then I just post that in like more detail um, on Google Classroom. And then if there's ever, like when I've had students away, I've posted like, here's a PDF of like the math game we played or like a link to like the video we watched and we took notes about or whatever. So I do have to do that. So that's like some added work there. Yeah. Do I don't think they're doing it when they're away. So, yeah. <laughs> well, especially if their parents are back at work or if they're working from home, like it's you know back to the same issues that we had in May and June. Exactly. Like, what yeah. Are they do? So. Yeah. 
My daughter did. She was home for about a week because she had symptoms and then we had to wait for her results and everything. And her teacher did send send some stuff home well through Google Classroom and we didn't do it because our life is crazy. And I just sent the teacher an email saying like, this is, and I, I mean, for her, it was like, well, it's not obligated. I'm just sending it to you. So she has something to do, but yeah, it's, it's so I know. hard. It's so hard on on all fronts, right? Like as a parent, as a teacher, even as a student to know that you're, you know, you could potentially be falling behind because you're at home because you had symptoms, but you don't have COVID. Like it's, right. it's also complicated right. and such uncharted territory. Like everyone's just, I don't know, trying to do their best. And yeah, like I had a little girl come back and we were doing this like math activity. She's like, I'm feeling a little lost. I was like like, don't worry because like you were away and like madame will help you whatever and then when I was helping her I was like oh did you do any of the stuff that madame put on google classroom like just so that I had an idea of like where she was at or whatever and she's like no not really and she's like so it was because last night blah 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 and I was like hold on last night Sunday like but that was the last day of your like 14 days you've been away but like didn't have time yeah. and I was like no worries like I, yeah. I didn't contact the parents because I was like obviously it's just crazy like how do you get like I mean well, I didn't expect they were gonna do it to be honest so yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Oh, do you man. find when you like do you listen to the news when they report on how many schools have outbreaks or um I can't remember all the designations but do you listen to that does it worry you or do you try to like not think about it because it is, I think, typically older schools. Yeah, I definitely like don't pay attention, which is really bad. And I think I talked about this like in the spring when we talked, but it was so weird at the beginning. I was like every day with my coffee and my sweatpants, like watching Prime Minister Trudeau make his announcements. Mm-hmm. And then something mm-hmm. just like clicked. And I, I guess in my subconscious, I was like, oh, I can't do this anymore or something. Yeah. And since then, I've been very mm-hmm. tuned out of everything. Like it went from the extreme of like, Every group chat with friends, every message, anything you talk to anybody was like, look at this graph, look at this thing, keeping updated. And then I went to like zero where I was like, oh, I don't know what's happening. And I think with school too, like ever since going back in September, I've just been so busy that I haven't kept tabs on everything. Like I'm definitely not out there looking for it. If I happen to hear, I'm like, oh, okay. But yeah, I also think that in, in the little schools, like, sorry, little elementary schools, because we the kids are so diligent and us teachers have been so diligent not saying they aren't in high school but like with teenagers like I don't know we've all been a teenager and I know teenagers like if they're doing everything not like you know distancing and all that stuff I'm sure as soon as they're out of class they're like taking their masks off and like hanging out outside school and like I've just been like in my little bubble where I'm like we're all safe I was so relieved in those announcements I was terrified they're gonna say we had to go online yeah um Yes. Because literally the only good thing right now is seeing my kids every day. Like I love talking to them. I love hearing their little stories and everything. I'm so glad to get to work with them. Like, and I'll be so sad if we have to go online for like an time Uh because it's literally the only good thing is like seeing each other and our little jokes and laughs. And And because has your bubble stayed pretty small with like, cause you, it's just you and your partner at home. Yeah. Um, And so have you purposely kept your bubble really small because of your like exposure to the larger classroom? Yes. So I'm very afraid of like getting something and not having symptoms, especially now that they're not doing asymptomatic testing. So I can't get like, um, so yeah, like seeing Danny's, um, parents, like 
definitely don't want to give them anything. We have gone over there like once in a while. Um, we've gone to my parents like a couple times, but um, we really haven't seen people a lot. I haven't seen friends. Like I had one dinner with a friend, otherwise like hanging out outside when it was still nice out, but we're back to being pretty isolated. Cause like, I just, yeah, I, especially with Christmas coming, like, you know, my grandma's lodge is on lockdown. They've had an outbreak for the longest time they did it when they did. And so I just, yeah, like it's, you know, like everybody, like we're not really, or I hope like most people, we're not really everybody. Hopefully. Yeah. yeah. Just cause yeah. I do see all those kids. Right. And like, yeah. One thing, yeah. like we didn't really get specific guidance about, well, we didn't get specific guidance about like what to do to still do the normal teaching things we do. So for example, I usually do guided reading. I have five kids sitting at my guided reading table. We're all probably a foot away or two feet away from each other. And we're reading the books together. And then I do one-on-one reading and Mm -hmm. I do one-on-one math help and small group math help and whatever. And we didn't, you know, it was kind of just like, we know you're creative and you'll find a way. (laughs) Yeah. I've slowly started doing that stuff with the kids. And I just like, I wear my mask. We sit as spread apart as we can. I don't do small group. I just do like one-on-one stuff. And yeah, like my bubble is technically like all my students. So anybody I see, like... Yeah. When it comes to recess and stuff, I know with my kids' school, they um one week their their class will be at the basketball court or what the next week they'll be at the playground. Is there something like that happening at your school where they're spread out during recess? Yeah, so we had to do staggered recess. So now every grade has recess at a different time. So when I go out, it's only mm. um our six grade three classes, like three English, three French. And then that's so like for example, that's another team like our team had to do like it's not like at an office where there's maybe like an admin secretary who does stuff for you or whatever like our team had to make our phys ed schedule our supervision schedule when the kids go like so yeah we have six zones and my class has a different zone every day and um the teachers have a different zone that they supervise like every day so um they can only play in that area for that day at recess and at lunch recess so yeah yeah, so that's that's extra stuff that, you know, you don't even think about that your workload, you know, I would assume that the the admin or something would make up that schedule of who's going when and where and even in normal times like teachers do, like we do all kinds of stuff like that. Like we we had to sit and meet for however however long to figure that out. And then, you know, it has to be equitable, so we're like, okay, how are we going to rotate supervision duties and and then even as a whole staff, it's like here's the kitchen cleaning duty. Like I just think it's those little things like people don't really realize like teachers we like we do all that stuff ourselves. Like there isn't somebody to do it. Mm-hmm. And yeah. So it's a lot, but yeah, so we have all those logistical things in place, like what doors do they go in? Where do they play at recess? Like, hopefully not. But is there like a bell for every recess? Because that would just be yeah. So that's one thing that's a little tricky. There is no bell, so we just have to always be okay. looking at the clock. Um, there's only like the morning mm-hmm. bell and the end of the day bell, and that's it. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I have little timekeepers in my oh. class. We're like, Madame, it's time for phys- <laughs> time for snack, and I'm like, Oh yeah. Huh? So. <laughs> I'm were you surprised or um stressed out when you found out that um because you'll be teaching from like January 4th to 11th remotely yes that is correct so I was not stressed I think it was a little confusing um unfortunately Jason Kenny's communication when he first said it a lot of my students came to school the next day and they're like we get an extra week of Christmas break <laughs> I was like oh, yes no, you don't I was like we wish like yeah <laughs> um, that's obviously what their parents understood but Minister Shandro did 
because I actually didn't hear Jason Kenney's thing. I caught the tail end of it on my drive home, but then I heard Minister Shandro give like the more detailed explanation. So I had understood right away, like, oh no, this that week is online. So I'm not super worried only because from the lessons learned from in the spring, um, right away this fall, I started having the, like getting a class set of Chromebooks, like once or twice a week and showing my kids, like, here's Google Classroom. Here's how you do all this stuff. Mm -hmm. Here's how you use read and write for Google Chrome. So it can read things to you and you can like, you know, talk and it'll write down for you. And so I feel like my kids are ready and I'm just going to make sure like, you know, in the week before Christmas that we, or before break that we like practice again, one more time reminder, and I'm going to touch base with my parents again. And then, you know, just hopefully it'll go smoothly for that week. But because it's only a week, I mean, who knows, it could get extended, but because it's only a week. And I think I'm allowed to be at school when I do it. So I don't even have to like take all my stuff home. I can just be in my classroom and like read them a story and show them this thing. And so hopefully it'll be okay. I've noticed that my kids are doing a lot of uh, Zoom practices Mm -hmm. and they'd be like, yeah, we were Zooming, but in the classroom, but the teacher was in the classroom. I'm like, yeah, I know. I think they're just making sure you know what you're doing just in case. Ultimately, I have to just train my students because I can't, no offense to the parents, but like, I can't recommend them to do it because there's just too many things. And like, I had some parents last year who were like, how do I log in? And I was like, I'm so sorry. Please just look at the email I sent you three months ago about, like, I don't know what to say. Like, (laughs) (laughs) and I already told you and like, it's just a website. Like, you know what to do. Like, you'll be fine. But yeah. Yeah. I know it's so true though, because when you start thinking about like, oh, I need to go into Zoom, I need to go into Google Classroom, I need to do this for multiple children, like I've got to sign out of this account and sign on to this one, right? It's like there's so many steps, but thankfully the kids are smart. And so I'm like, (laughs) if they know what to do, then, and I'll tell the parents, like, I have checked and so and so, like, he can do it. I've seen him do it, he knows what to do. Yeah. You can feel confident just like literally giving him the computer and opening Google Chrome, and he'll be able to go from there. Like, you know, my kids are like, oh, yeah, I know my password. I'm like, what? How? Like, and then they'll just like type out this long password. I'm like, how did you, how did you remember yeah. that? Like, that's impressive. Just like, everything <laughs> in its place. And so the kids know where to go. Cause I'm like, I get yeah. it. You can't remember how to log into like Epic to read books and math and whatever, yeah. but. You can remember all the instructions are in this one section in Google Classroom and you just open the doc and there's all those instructions and there's a picture of your password and, you know, like, so that's the kind of stuff I've trained them on so that later when they have to do it, like, I hope that they can, like, help themselves because I want them to be, like, self-reliant, but. Yeah, for sure. sure. They're going to be going back to work after the holidays. It's going to be hectic. I guess. And what are parents going to do? I mean, I, hopefully there's just flexibility that they can work from home for that week. I hope. I mean, there's, there's businesses where you can't, I can't work from home and I've got to work the first week of January back. I've got other, other people who are going to be off. So I need to work. I'll just bring my computer and I'll work from your home. Yeah. And then you can be the teacher. (laughs) I just like, and then I'm also, we haven't had clarification yet, but they did say to us, like, it's not the same as the spring where you had to provide like, you know, five hours of learning a week, just in like, French Mm -hmm. for me in French immersion it's I think it's going to be more um like you're still doing all the subjects and we might have to be like online face-to-face with the kids for more than that so we'll see what it is yeah from what I heard from the older older classrooms that are going to be doing it it's not like it was last year like you have to do attendance the kids have to show up be on zoom like they have to be like they are yes the online learning I think I don't know. It's funny. Like just hearing my, co- my colleagues who are doing it, 
like they had kids like where like we- for weeks the parents like didn't even log in and they were like hello yeah. <laughs> I, they didn't get it they thought it was I don't know what the parents thought obviously because I didn't talk to them but they definitely didn't yeah I don't think fully get what it was supposed to be but yeah the, the teachers do have like a certain amount of time that's like synchronous learning where like everyone's online or they have or at least they have like small mm-hmm. groups throughout the day and the kids have to be there they take attendance like and then sometime that's asynchronous where it's like, okay, here's the assignment. You can work on it on your own time. Thinking it yeah, might be like yeah. that. I don't know. I feel like knowing my students in my class, they could probably be online with me for like a couple hours at, at a time. If I'm like, okay, now we're going to play yeah. this math game, get your bingo thing up on another tab. And like, you know, or like here, listen to this story and we'll talk about it. Like my class is very social. Like they love, like, I could just see them being like on a video chat with me for like a couple hours and being like happy, but who knows oh, what <laughs> yeah. Can you think of anything that you've had to implement since going back to school that after the pandemic is over, would, you would still want to implement? Like, have there been things that have come up that you're like, oh, this actually makes a lot of sense and you can see it being a forever into teaching thing? Um, I don't know. Because honestly, like, I feel like the things that I've had to implement have, have all been like a, in a restrictive sense I guess it makes, I mean kids washing their hands seems like a good yeah. idea <laughs> and so that, for sure that and like having sanitizer and like sanitizing their desks like they are, their desks always got cleaned every at the end of the day but I think throughout the day is maybe a good idea if they're eating at them then again they weren't uh-huh. eating at them before but there's definitely a lot of more like structure and routine which I think is always good for kids like they like systems and routines you know so they'll say like oh what zone are we in today for recess and there's like a little thing on the on the whiteboard where I like move a little magnet every day so that they can see what zone and stuff like that but I'm yeah I can't really think of anything that I'm doing that I'm like this is better and I would keep it like this maybe like having things online because I do like to communicate with parents and that's also an expectation of her job obviously and I used to just do like their daily tell about journal where they would write like, here's what I did at school today, at, like a little list, and then they would bring home whatever, like their math journal to show the game or whatever it was that we worked on. And I do feel that that was really good for parents to see like on a daily what their child was doing um, and what work they were producing or not or whatever. Yeah, maybe that. But yeah, honestly, not to be like a Debbie Downer, but I just feel like a lot of the stuff I'm doing is more like restrictive than like beneficial. Yeah. Like, that makes sense. I've like did limited you, a lot of things that I wish I could do. Did you do um, parent teacher interviews with Zoom? Yes, actually, that was really good. We did it on actually on like Microsoft Teams. Yeah, that was actually really good. It was really quick and uh, like I think easier for the parents because like they did obviously didn't have to like, come to school, so yes. they were like maybe more relaxed. Yeah, Lena was saying that too because I, I posted a a thing on Facebook saying like, can Zoom parent interviews be a post COVID yes. thing too? Because that was pretty oh, nice. Like I had, I had three and usually I would have to bring all three kids to school or the right. five, you know, if I can't get a babysitter and, you know, to be able to just sit on the couch and call one of them down one at a time. Uh, it was kind of nice to just be at home and chat with the teacher and yeah, not have to, to go to the school and kind of, because, you know, I'm sure you've experienced this with parent teacher interviews. Like one teacher's either running super behind, one's running super early, and you've got to, you know, you're either sitting forever, you've got to run to right. the next one, or you're getting, you know, so it's, it, I like yeah. it. It was great. It saves <laughs> a lot of time. It's a lot more efficient. Like I, we had told the parents they're booked for 15, but there's like the five minute buffer just to get, let people log on and log on, log in or whatever. And so yeah. I, we would talk, it was very streamlined. We would hang up 
I would have a parent waiting in like the waiting room of the call. I would add them at the time. We talked like it was just very smooth and definitely easier than in person yes. for sure. So I would definitely like I don't see why we couldn't keep that um moving forward. Yeah. I think it's actually like better than having the parents have to like drive and like you said, like transition between meetings and like running and hurrying and Yeah. 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 And for people who have kids in multiple oh, yeah. different schools okay. too, right? Like if you've got junior high, high school, elementary, like that's that's really difficult to kind of right. coordinate yeah so yeah. yeah that's and I one thing I would I would keep doing although I did do this before COVID but I think in time of COVID it's been really beneficial I've kept doing my like daily mindfulness practice with the kids so um and I especially this year I was like I gotta make sure I do this because I was so concerned about you know potential impact on their mental health and that's been really good like they continue just like my kids last year like they really like it they come in from lunch and like turn the lights off on me and they're like, we're ready for mindfulness. And then we do like added meditation and yeah. So I definitely would keep doing that. I think it's been helping. Maybe that's part of why they've been so like resilient and chill. Like, about yeah. all, but. I do. I, I wonder how the morale is with the teachers though. Like how, how do you feel like everyone's doing? Like, cause I feel like, I mean, the pressure on you guys is so immense. Right. And to teach our kids is already such a big task and to have to do it now with all of this stuff on top of it. I mean, how do you feel? Obviously you can't speak for, for all the teachers, but do you find that it's, it's, I don't know, more draining or, or is everyone kind of trying to band together and, and figure it out? I think both of those things. So uh, the ATA has been, I don't think it goes to like every single member, but at the beginning of the year, you could like offer to participate in these like really quick surveys that, that they keep sending just to like do like a pulse on how things are going with COVID. And so I've been doing them. Yeah. And my principal's been doing them and we've chatted about how like, yeah. And then they release the report like monthly. And I mean, people are like morale is low. I think like in a, in a sense of people are yeah. feeling like really overwhelmed. They're feeling really stressed all the time. And they're even asking questions like, are you able to get enough like sleep? Are you having time for exercise, eating well? And whenever they send the reports, it's always like 93% of teachers are feeling extremely stressed. And you know, like it's that kind of data. Like, it's yeah, everything yeah. pretty crappy. But I think the other thing too, is with teachers, like, you know, like I said earlier, like we always have had like a way too high of a workload kind of thing and felt that way. And just like, we are kind of just like keeping on, keeping on. Cause like, what can we do? Right. And yeah we want the kids to have a good experience. We're there so that they can like learn and that's our priority. And so the other side of it is like, yeah, we really are banding together and supporting each other and cutting each other some slack. I mean, I can only speak for at my school, but my principal is really supportive and my assistant principal and my staff is really um, amazing. And like, you know, there's a lot of friendship there. So we're all trying to help each other you know, being really understanding, like things have gone sideways and people are trying not to like, you know, snap at each other. And cause we're all just like, Hey, we're all stressed. This is like a, a really hard time. And let's all just cut each other some slack and cut ourselves some slack. And so as far oh, yeah. as that, like it's been going as well as it can go, I think at my school in the association, like province wide, like, yeah, teachers are really feeling it and feeling really stressed. Yeah, absolutely. I can't help but think back to last year at Michelle's Christmas party at like this piano bar. Um, there was like a group of teachers. I think they were like <laughs> yeah. Catholic high school teachers or something. Yeah. And like yeah. I just remember thinking like, 
ladies, like, you get it. Like, they were wild. And I was like, you guys deserve this. And, like, this year it's just going to be so different. And they don't have that outlet Mm, and that sense of sort of, like, celebrating together in the same way. Right. I think that's, and, you know, even for all of us in our normal lives, like, that's the hard part. Like, the isolation and whatever. Like, a group of us girlfriends at, at work, like, it was a while ago. We were like, let's actually, like, grab a drink after work. Like, and, and we did. And then like found out like one of us had tested positive later and we're like, Oh my God. And luckily like she's fine and nobody else has it and everything's fine. But we all were just like, geez, like it's just, you know, like we're all trying so hard. We're being so vigilant and, and it's that mental strain of teaching at best of times. And then the added strain of like the hyper vigilance about everybody's safety as far as COVID and we were like, let's like, yeah. okay, we've been so good. Like, let's do one short, like after work Friday, you know, one drink kind of thing just to decompress. And then we're like, well, there you go. Wake up call. That's never happening again. Like, <laughs> and so, yeah, oh my it's just so hard, right? Like you're used to that sort of thing. And, you know, hanging out, we had had some stuff planned, like a wreath making workshop. And we're like, we better cancel that. We can't all gather in someone's house. Like, oh. no. And this was before the restrictions, but we were just like, you know what? It's just not we just shouldn't do it. And so that's hard because you're used to all those kinds of things or like eating lunch. That's the biggest thing. We all have a staggered lunch time, just like we have a staggered recess time. So we can't even all eat lunch together. And then even the other girls in, in grade three English who um, we have lunch at the same time, we actually, all six of us can't even be in the lunchroom together. They're in a different room. And then the three of us teachers are in the one room, like super spread apart. And we're like, this is so sad. Like we don't, because yeah. we used to all the teachers in the school, like gather at lunch and eat and chat and whatever. Yeah. You feel super mm-hmm. disconnected. Like it's very much just like, yeah. Everything. Yeah. So that's hard for sure. Yeah. But I mean, it is what it is, right? Like yeah. this is where we're at. And like, hopefully like with the talk of like a vaccine coming and hopefully there'll yeah. be like an end in sight and we've got to just keep on keeping on. Yeah, I mean, that truly is, yeah, like, exactly. I don't know, the slogan for 2020 is mm-hmm. we just got to keep on keeping on because yeah. there's yeah. going to be an end to it and we just have to get there. Right. And you think about how much time really has gone by since March and how many things mm-hmm. have happened and, and how many ways people have adapted. And, I mean, there's definitely the the scary side of it, the mental health, the economy and things like that. Um, but you can see how resilient people can be when it comes to things like this and and that, you know, small businesses can adapt or um, teachers can adapt and, and students and just, yeah, just to kind of make the best of a really crazy situation. Right. And like that sort of appreciation for all those things, like, you know, before we probably wouldn't have thought of like, you know, delivery people and restaurant workers and grocery workers and uh-huh. being like essential frontline workers. And now, like, thank God for them, because like if yes. grocery stores close or something you know what I mean like yeah oh yeah yeah so it's also been that like that newfound appreciation and like and yeah like you said like creativity figuring out another way to do things because like being at school it's mm-hmm. like well we have to be here so like not to say like don't complain but it's like yeah but like it, it is this so like let's just find a solution like yeah. you know and yeah so like yeah. that's been good because it's pushed us to be like well stay strong and you got to keep going and find a different way, I guess. Cause we can't just do nothing. Like yeah. we got to do it. So yeah. I think it's been good for that kind of lesson overall at school. It's going super well. Um, the parents at my school have been super supportive. 
a lot of the feedback I got at interviews was, you know, of course they, they did want to know a, a few of them, like how their child was doing academically, but a lot of it was like, he's, he or she is so happy at school. They like you, they're having a good time. Like it was really about like the child feels good. And, and that was like yeah. great feedback for me. Like I was just like relieved and I was like, good. I'm so glad to hear that. Like that's yeah. all that we, not all we care about, but like, that's what, what's most important. You know, they're caring about what's really important, which is like everybody feeling fine. And so relief Mm -hmm. and it was nice to hear for sure that's awesome yeah so yeah wow well thank you so much for taking time out of your one of your days off yeah yeah thanks for having me you guys yeah of course well absolutely soon but um have a great rest of your weekend and good luck going into christmas break thank you yes it'll be a much needed nice time to relax and like reset and yeah online will be a little Absolutely. easing back into it so it'll be good yeah awesome well we hope you have a great Ooh, day enjoy and... the rest of the sunday for thank you yes of the week okay thanks ladies awesome bye bye bye, bye. do you know how many times i've started recording and we catch your tiktoks <laughs> Just means my phone's working. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You guys listen. You've probably, we should have interrupted the episode. I mean, really. you've probably been stressed out this entire time. You probably don't even remember the episode because the whole time you've been like, but what about Michelle's phone? It's fine. It just started. It just started. See, what happens is that it likes to randomly shut down an update without any warning. Yeah. And it takes about a half an hour. Yeah. So then as soon as I went to go get my computer to log on to see if I could get an upgrade, it popped back on. It's like, it just like, kidding. JK, JK. It knew. You can't afford this. <laughs> All right, fine. We'll fix ourselves this time. Um, Megan, thank you so much for being on our episode or love, our podcast. I love Megan. Twice. Twice. She's awesome. So awesome. Well, I'm going to rush off to package some gifts for families in need. All right. Charity brag. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I do love it. We're going to do a Christmas episode where we talk about my issues with Christmas. But I don't like Christmas. I don't like to celebrate Christmas. Tune into that episode. It's not for any bad reason. But anyway. But I will say when it comes to like the holidays and things like this, I love like... (laughs) I almost said, maybe that's why I like helping you so much. I just love charity. Oh my God. (laughs) I mean, I think so. Oh... Um, okay, everybody, if you don't already, please join our Facebook, uh, page, no group, join our, what? Sorry. There's just a thing that popped up on my town, on the town saying, please start responding to an emergency call for service in the Northwest resident area of North railway street. Please avoid. And then my sister-in-law said, saw someone post that they are in Calgary and they saw more cops coming from there. Allegedly, there's a man shooting a gun inside or outside. I don't know. In the fourplex near the trailer park. Oh, God. That's terrifying. Breaking news. <laughs> <laughs> Tom, back to you. Wow, that's... That's scary. Yeah. I did see an SUV police fly by me on the highway. Mm-hmm. I got real scared for a second because I was speeding, but then he went by me, so... Oh, huh. Dodge that bullet. Yeah. Oh. Oh, God. I didn't even mean to oh. say that. Cut that out. <laughs> I don't know if I will. Oh, no. Okay, everybody. Join our Facebook group where we can talk about Michelle's 
awful timing comment. Join our Facebook group. I did not sign up for this. Follow us on Instagram and TikTok at I did not sign up for this. Patreon at I did not sign up for this. We really need to just pre-record this so that it's just like a standardized. No, I like it. I like us trying to remember every every week where we are. GD week. (laughs) My God. Okay. You guys, guys. leave us a review. Thank you. We love you. Have a great day. Happy Tuesday. And for God's sake, don't spread COVID. Oh, okay. I don't know. Just a little PSA. I like it. Okay, bye. Bye. A new year, time for new growth. Grow your education and skills with Herzing University. Our online behavioral health programs fit your schedule and time. From an eight-month diploma program in health and human services to a 36-month bachelor's in psychology. Grow your behavioral health career with us wherever you are in your education. Your future starts now at Herzing University. Visit us online at herzing.edu or text HEALTH to 85109. Online at herzing.edu or text HEALTH to 85109.